0: Up, dog, turn
1: them up. turn your up, dog. Turn up. Tiny streets can cross it. Cross them up. all. All Welcome to the program that places a major emphasis on HBCU Sports. I'm your host, Donald Ware. Look, it's championship weekend here on the program, Championship Saturday. We are jam packed joining us in this segment here on Box to Row. Dr. Alvin Parker's the head football coach at Virginia Union. He's joining us. On the program, that's because Virginia Union is going to play Fayetteville State in the CIAA championship game on Saturday in Salem, Virginia. Speaking of Fayetteville State, Richard Hayes, the head football coach of the Broncos, also going to join us today here on the program. Also Saturday, the SIAC championship game taking place in Atlanta, Benedict versus Albany State. Benedict's head football coach, Chennis Berry in his third season as the head coach of the Tigers going to join us. Also, wouldn't you know it joining us on the program, Albany state head football coach, Quinn gray in his first season championship weekend championship Saturday here on box to row. And by the way, wish we had time to talk about the North Carolina central and Howard game, which have MIAC championship implications, but I did speak about it extensively on the HBCU football daily podcast where you can watch on the box to row YouTube channel and you can watch on or listen, I should say on the box to row.com website. You can participate here on championship weekend. Hit me up via Twitter or X at box to row B O X T O R O W on my personal account at D one at DWare1. Thank you to all of our outstanding affiliates that carry box to row. As a matter of fact, let me give a big, big shout out to my man Miles, uh at WPRL in Lorman, Mississippi, carries the program. Of course, those listening to us on Sirius XM, channels 142 and 84, and those that listen to us. At BoxToRow.com, Championship Saturday continues here on Box to Row, joined by a gentleman in his sixth season as the head football coach at Virginia Union. He's got the Panthers in the CIAA championship game, which is going to take place on Saturday in Salem, Virginia against Fayetteville State. Of course, Dr. Alvin Parker, again, sixth season as the head football coach at Virginia Union, joining us here on Box to Row. What's going on, Coach or Doctor Parker?
2: Man, seems like I ain't talked to you in a while. I'm glad to be here.
1: Yeah, it's been it's been a little while, but you know we're we're always keeping up, always keeping up with you. And you you do. I mean, listen, nine and one on the season. You've won some tough games, as I, I should mention, of course. Number two uh, in the HBCU Division Two Coaches Poll. Your thoughts on where your team is uh, going into the CIAA Championship game? I think we're playing some
2: good ball, you know, right now. You know, um, you want to peek at that back side of the season, you know, um, and I think we've done that, you know. So, um, and I think it's at the right time. You know, we found a lot about who we were, you know, closer to the second half of the season. We knew we were a good team, you know, on the front half, you know, the season. But I think this back half, we really, we really shown that, you know, um, we can play really great at times. So, you know, um, so that's kind of what I think about us right now.
1: Yeah, your thoughts on getting a tough win. I mean, we knew it was going to be a tough football game at home last week against your rival, Virginia State. You win that game 30-20. to 20. Your thoughts on pulling that victory out?
2: Um, Virginia State is a good ball club. You know, that was the um the thing, you know, we were going into the game where we kind of knew and we saw. You know, we said it's going to be a good ball club we're going up against. You know, I mean, we're on the same side of the division with rivals you know, 25 miles apart, you know, um. All of those type of things kind of played, and, you know, a lot of the kids, they got down there, we recruited, and, you know, um, they recruited a lot of kids we got here, so a lot of kids played with and against each other, and it was all that type of thing that was in the mix, along with, you know, playing for a chance to go to the c i w a championship game, so I was glad our kids played like they did, you know, um, and, you know, happy that they we're here where we are now.
1: No doubt would it you've been fighting fighting this I mean I, th- I believe I'd have to go back and look but I think your first season was like eight and two I mean you've been you've, you've had a, quite a few eight and two uh, seasons last year you get even though you don't play in the CIAA championship game you get over the hump uh, if you will a bit by making it to the Division two playoffs so I mean you still have a game and possibly more remaining but what does it mean to finally at least get to this point in playing in the CIAA championship game uh we
2: we we've been steady since I've been here. I think we we've had a pretty good program and we put a lot of things together since I've been here, but um never a chance to go to the CIAA championship, you know. I've been here for six six years, five seasons played cuz of covid, but um we've been close every year. You know, um like you said, you know, a few 8 and 2 seasons, last year 9 and 1 finish. You know, um this year 9 and 1 finish. I think, you know, we we've been knocking on the door every year. I think this year we just took you know, a chance to kick the door in, you know, stop knocking and let's kick it in, you know. So I think we we, we play, you know, extraordinary ball down the stretch and, you know, to put ourselves in a position like this, you know, we're going to be going up against a great team again on Saturday. So, you know, we still got to bring our A game in as well.
1: Dr. Alvin Parker, again, he's in his sixth season as the head football coach at Virginia Union. Joining us here on Box to Row, your thoughts your offense but i want to talk specifically about jada by i mean everybody knows jada byers the running back but just your thoughts on how he's performed so far this season
2: um jada's jada i mean i, I tell everybody you know you know and everybody in the league knows that you know um he's, he's a heck of a player you know um you know he's phenomenal when, when he gets the ball in his hand you know he's, sometimes he's, he's even phenomenal to watch when he doesn't get the ball you know um his numbers you know still you know are the highest in his position at, at in the CIAA at this point in the season is his touchdowns are up there you know so you know he he makes a lot of things go for us but you know beyond Jada that that whole running back room is special we got a few guys that can carry the load back there and I think people got a chance to see that all season you know um you know with guys like Curtis Allen guys like Rashad Jackson and all those type of guys like that that's in that room you know um to complement what Jada does as well so you know um I've been happy with what we've done on offense this year you know um the run game up front pass game quarterbacks you know um it's been something to kind of talk about
1: yeah and then your thoughts on your your quarterback play specifically christian reed uh he's got that what 13 touchdowns to five interceptions so far this season
2: yeah he's playing he's playing extremely well you know i think he's done a great job of managing the games you know and um if you have to if you're gonna play quarterback for us you have to be a great manager you know um and and rajalez has played a lot as well you know we went a little bit uh Two quarterback early in the season, and both of those guys played quite a bit. But down the stretch, Christians have taken a good bulk of the reps, and um he's been he's been showing that that he can get it done for us. You know, I say he's he's been completing passes at a high rate. You know, um, and you know he's been just managing the offense, like I said earlier. But none of our guys make it too much harder on the next guy. You know, our receivers make a lot of plays. Our offensive line does a great job of blocking and protecting them. So when it's time for him to make a play and throw the ball down the field and do some other stuff, and you know, um he's able to do it, you know, and and there's no questions behind it.
1: Dr. Alvin Parker, he is the head football coach at Virginia Union. He's joining us here uh, for a couple more moments here on the program. Listen, Coach Parker, I mean, I've been around a long time. I've seen a lot of numbers. I don't know if I've ever seen where a team is only uh, giving up 37.4 yards rushing per game. I mean, your run defense is absolutely incredible.
2: Yeah, they're playing their butts off over there, man. And um, you know, like I said, um going into last week and you know, you pay attention to some numbers and you look at some stuff, but I said to myself, you know, um uh, up until game ten, they have not they had not given up a rushing touchdown. And we gave a quarterback sneak for a touchdown on Saturday, and that was the first and only rushing touchdown they gave all season. You know, um, to go along with those 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 thirty seven yards that they've been you know, um, doing a game, you know, um, so they're they're playing phenomenal over there, you know, um, it's just kind of, like I said, you know, it's fun to watch sometimes. We got a bunch of special guys over there that can get it done. Isaac Anderson, Amani Burton, Shamar Ground, Jabril Norman, Will Davis. I mean, I can go on and we can stay on this phone all day and I just can name all those guys over there that are having outstanding seasons this year.
1: Earlier week four, you, you took one on the chin, uh, to Fayetteville state, a really I mean, this is just a, it's a good, it's clearly the two best teams in the CI playing that day, a game playing on Saturday, uh, in Salem, uh, Virginia, um, your thoughts on the Broncos.
2: I think they're a heck of a ball club, you know, um, coach Hayes, coach Hayes is building a dynasty down there. Anytime, you know, um, you can get to Salem, uh, for this time, this year to be the sixth year straight, you know, that speaks volumes about what he's doing down there. So, you know, um, and we've always battled, you know. So, you know, um, and you talk to him, he'll probably tell you the same. We battled back from our days when he was an assistant at Winston, and I was an assistant at Elizabeth City. You know, um, we we battled, you know. So, and it's always been something good, you know. And um, and we still great friends, you know. Um, so you know, when it's all said and done, you know, like I said, we're great friends. You know, he can call me for anything. I'm sure I can call him for anything. But, you know, when it's time to compete, it's time to compete. You know what I'm saying? So, but he has a great team, great staff, a bunch, a bunch, of bunch of good players that can get it done. And um, if they weren't as good as they were, they wouldn't be playing us on Saturday. They wouldn't be there. So, you know, um, for the sixth consecutive time.
1: Yeah, I think, I think you make a great point. I mean, to your point, you guys were assistants and now really getting it done at respective programs in the CIAA. Any, any specific concerns about the Broncos?
2: Um, I think they, like I said, they just know how to win. You know, um, they found ways to win week in and week out, you know, so I think that's the biggest thing, and, you know, um, I've always been taught that it's hard to beat teams that's used to win and those guys are used to win it, you know, so, um, that's my biggest concern is, you know, we are going up against a bunch of winners, you know, everybody on their roster has championship experience, probably except for the freshmen, you know, but, um, in terms of those guys, you know, knowing what the show looks like and knowing how to get it done, they, they, they've shown, you know, everybody, they can get it done.
1: Last thought and we appreciate the time. What does it mean to you um to have to have the success that you're having uh specifically at your alma mater, Virginia Union as the head man?
2: I wouldn't want to have it anywhere else. You know, I think the people around here deserve so much. They've given me so much. They poured into me. You know, um you know, I, I made a decision when I was a seventeen year old to kind of come here and, and I thought it was a, a four year decision, but but it- it's turned into a thirty year decision. You know, um, that you know i feel just great about you know um just great about you know but i and these people out here deserve it you know um they they cheered me on as a player you know um they gave me my start as an assistant you know um and they brought me back home to be the head coach you know so i feel like who who better to bring a championship here to me you know so um like i said i owe it to them they've done so much for me and you know um i feel like you know shoot first and foremost you know administration, they've been great to me. You know, um, the fans, everybody's just been great. And I I think everybody deserves a championship.
1: The Virginia Union Panthers ranked number four in the HBCU media poll, number two in the HBCU Division II coaches poll, going to be in the CIAA championship game against Fayetteville State on Saturday in Salem, Virginia. Dr. Alvin Parker, the head coach of the Panthers, joining us here on the program. Uh, Dr. Parker, we appreciate the time. Good luck to you and the Panthers.
2: I appreciate you, buddy.
1: Promises to be an outstanding football game. Again, on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast, I gave my prediction. You can find that on the box to row YouTube channel and Box2Row.com. Still to come here on the program, Quinn Gray, the head football coach at Albany State. Dennis Berry, the head football coach at Benedict. But up next, we're going to talk with Richard Hayes, the head football coach at Fayetteville State. Keep it locked to Box to Row.
0: On the way, it's more of From the Press Box to Press Row with Donald Ware. Right, 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 right here. Right here.
3: How is your car payment treating you? What if I told you you could make a free phone call right now and reduce your car payment by as much as $83 a month? Look at your car payment closely. You could be paying as high as 20% interest. Call Rate Genius now.
0: 800-958-0341. 800-958-0341. 800-958-0341. That's 800-958-0341.
1: Not all applicants qualify for a loan or rate savings. Actual offer terms, including APR, are determined at the time of your application based on creditworthiness, value of the vehicle, loan term, and other factors. Sponsored by Harlem Beer Distributing, North Carolina. Served in Total Wine all over North Carolina. All Weaver Street Markets, Harris Teeter, Food Lion. You can also purchase in Durham at Zwellies, Salt Box, and Barica Soul. On last week's From the Press Box To Press Row With Donald Ware Willie Simmons The head football coach At Florida A&M Do you have aspirations Of being a head football coach At the FBS level?
4: The opportunity presents itself Is something that You'd have to consider Dion caught a lot of flack We're going to Colorado He made these promises To Jackson And talked about Doing it for the culture And bringing players To HBCU And then he ups and leaves And goes to Colorado Well it's kind of hard To turn out 5.9 million dollars <laughs> <laughs> To stay at a school Where you're making About 300, 400 Guys like myself The coaches. Who've been extremely successful at this level do wonder what it would be like to have an abundance of resources.
3: From the Press Box to Press Row is one of the hottest sports talk shows in the country. Join Donald each week as he takes you on a journey through the world of HBCU sports and pro sports and interviews with top sports and entertainment figures. That's from the Press Box to Press Row each week on your favorite station.
0: We're listening to From the Press Box to Press Row. From the Press Box to Press Row. Box to box row. to box to row. Row. box to row. Box to Row. I already remember
3: feeling like just feeling like this.
1: Yeah. It's championship Saturday here on Box to Row. We're gonna talk, of course, we're talking with uh, some of the coaches whose teams will play in the championship game, specifically the CIAA and the SIAC. And as a matter of fact, joining us right now in this eighth season as the head football coach at Fayetteville State is Richard Hayes. The Broncos are ranked number seven in the HBCU media poll, number three in the HBCU division two poll. Back in the championship game, once again, defending champs taking on uh, Virginia Union again. As as uh, Richard Hayes joins us here on Box to Row, what's going on, Coach Hayes? Hey, bro, how you doing, man? I, I thanks for having me on today. Always glad to have you and appreciate your time. Look, you guys aren't trying to make it easy uh, this year. Uh, you have so in the in the ten games you've played, as you know this, but I'm just letting the audience know: ten games you've played. Eight were decided by a touchdown or less, but you're 7-1 in those games. You know, your thoughts on how the season has been to this point.
5: Well, um, it certainly hasn't gone as we planned for it to go uh, in the preseason. Uh, But we, you know, we've had to bounce through some injuries and a a little bit of adversity um, on both sides of the ball. Um, and, And I just think that, you know, the guys that have had to step up uh, that have been asked to step up in replacement of some of, the, some of the key guys that we had have done an outstanding job of doing that. Um, and so I say, you know, like I told somebody earlier, uh, uh, ugly win is always better than a pretty loss. So we'll take eight ugly wins if that's what they are, uh, but we're in the championship for the sixth straight year, and, and like I told you earlier, we're not going to apologize for that.
1: Nah, no question about it. You have turned this program around. you you got to tell me. I mean, that's a big win um, against Winston-Salem State. Last week, I mean, it, it was a game where if you lost, it didn't, you know, I mean, for in terms of where you were going to sit in the championship game uh didn't necessarily matter. But this is the thing where, because you're down, what, 17 points on two separate occasions. You The most points you had scored is 28 all season. You win this game 40 to 34. Where did you find 40 points from? <laughs>
5: well, we've always had it in the bag. It's just a matter of us, you know. Trying to figure out our identity on offense, and we played three quarterbacks um, throughout this year. Sometimes we've had to play three uh, within the course of a game, you know. So it's just how it's turned out for us. Um, we really wanted to harp on that was a, a period in the season where we kind of harped on uh, being able to establish the run, and we got pretty good at it. And, and then we, now we decided we can let Joe uh, cut loose a little bit and let it rip a few times a game, and you're starting to see the results of it.
1: Speak to how the UNC Pembroke, I mean, I know it was a tough loss. You beat UNC Pembroke last year. As a matter of fact, it was the first time that Fayetteville State had beaten UNC Pembroke in that, in, in that, in that rivalry and then uh, losing to Lenore Ryan. But speak to how these two losses helped, uh, even though they were losses to games. I shouldn't say the losses, but the games helped to prepare you for CIAA play, But you have won eight straight games now.
5: Well, UNC Pembroke game, um, you know, we we had a, a I thought what 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 was an outstanding game plan, but we went into that game, um, we had some injuries to both of our quarterbacks, Caden Davis and Demar Daniels were both out that game, um, for the most part. And so Joe coming in in the spring and getting majority of the spring reps, getting to learn our offense, we 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 implemented Joe for that game. Um, that game we had a few turnovers early. And I felt like, you know, we had an interception pick six called back. We had another touchdown called back. Um, so I wasn't totally frustrated. I was frustrated more at our performance. Um, I thought we were the better team at that time on that particular day. Uh, but it just didn't go our way. We lost nineteen to seventeen. Um, Lenore Ryan was kind of the same, man. We turned the ball over. Uh, those first two games we turned the ball over nine times. Um, so you won't beat any good football team turn the ball over. So once we cleaned up the turnover part of it, uh, going into the CIAA play uh, and reduce the amount of penalties that we were getting in a game, uh, it started to really take off for us.
1: Richard Hayes is the head football coach at Fayetteville State in his eighth season. He joins us here on Box to Road. The Broncos are going to take on Virginia Union in the CIAA championship game on Saturday. Before I even talk about personnel or any of those things, Coach Chase, how have you – I mean, this is eight seasons. You've been a, – you're, you're a six-time Southern Division champion. Um, this is – to me, when I think about Fayetteville State, I look at the program, I look at the facilities. They're really, really good, especially when you compare them to other – not just CIAA schools, but other Division II schools, but yet the wins just weren't happening necessarily until you arrived. How were you able – how have you been able to turn this program around?
5: Um, Don, I told somebody yesterday, man, I think it was, you know, my past experience, you know, we had some championship runs at A&T when I was an assistant there. Um, And I really, when I got to Winston-Salem State in 2010 and got with Coach Maynard and Coach Boulware, man, and those guys kind of showed me the ropes for the CIAA and understanding how to navigate a season through the CIAA at a high level, I kind of took what I learned from those guys and tried to implement it here at Winston-Salem State, man. And, and I mean, here at Federal State, what I learned at Winston-Salem State. Um, and, and just took that blueprint and ran with it and kind of tweaked it a little bit. And here is the uh, the finished product, uh, or, or not so much finished, but this is what we're everybody's seeing now. It's just a, a, a rendition of what I learned and how I learned it at Winston-Salem State.
1: <laughs> yeah, no doubt. And it's, it's worked very, very well, obviously. I mean, it's six straight Southern Division championships – uh, a, a CIAA championship last year, you go back, you know, maybe the year before me losing a heartbreaker, but man, you're, you're, you're definitely on a roll uh, players wise. So you mentioned Joe Owens, speak a little bit about him, how he's come on uh, as of late in your receiving core. Really? Once they're able to get the hands, their hands on the football are really able to make some things happen in the open field.
5: Well, yeah, Joe, like I said, Joe came into it in the spring from Alabama state, um looking for a home. Um, we had, of course, you know, Caden Davis and Damari coming back, but we, we, we took Joe on. And it was a really good pickup for us. He's real quarterback savvy. He's he's real heady. Um, he, he has a great pocket presence, really live arm, and there's not a throw that he don't believe he can make. Um, And just to try to get him uh, to kind of mesh with some of the receivers that we brought in, um, it took us a while to get all that going and the chemistry built, but I, I really like where it is right now.
1: Of course, Richard Hayes is the head football coach at at uh, Fayetteville State, he joins us here on the program. I think what's interesting, when I look at your numbers from a defensive perspective in their great numbers and that's what we were talking a little bit about off mic it's like the CIAA this year has been absolutely tremendous because as great as a defense as you've been when I look at the national numbers there's still some teams in the CIAA ahead of you which is remarkable because you're giving up less than 170 yards passing per game which is good you're giving up less than 91 yards rushing per game which is really good your thoughts on the way the defense has played and really kept you in a lot of ball games this year
5: well, for us, man, our defensive line is where it all starts for us. Our defensive line is um, those guys. We can go sometimes 10, 11 deep uh, in a game on our defensive line, and they really uh, put constant pressure. I believe we lead the CIAA in sacks this year. They put constant pressure on quarterbacks. Um, they're really stout against the run. Um, our secondary has stepped up tremendously. Our linebacker core, uh took some injuries throughout the season, and so some guys have had to step up at that linebacker position. Uh, but now we're starting to get a little more healthy at that position, get some of our guys back. And so the sky's the limit for our defense.
1: You know, it's interesting. I think we, when I, when you and I talked maybe two or three years ago, um, I, I, the offense was really putting up some numbers, the defense um, not so much. Is this defense built – The I, from a numbers perspective, yes. But is this defense built, built – uh, specifically the way you had envisioned it, you know, maybe even going back a couple of years ago? Uh, definitely,
5: man. We always wanted to make sure we had plenty of depth up front because it all starts up front for us. Um, we have plenty of depth at linebacker and plenty of depth in the secondary, and, and, and we lost. I think you got to think about it like this. Uh, we were expecting to have uh, Devin Mer- Devin Cowan and Carol Merrill come back this year, um, but those guys, you know, Devin transferred to Southern Illinois, and then the NCAA at the Pembroke game ruled that Cam Merrill was ineligible. So we had to have guys like Sean Robinson and Sean Gaston step up at the defensive end position. And those guys have literally literally stepped up, and our defense hasn't missed a beat. Um, We knew we were going to lose Brandon Barnes-Brown and Kenny Merritt off last year's defense, Um, Tyron Belcher, Pontavious Randolph, Dylan Morris, and Kobe Merritt. Those guys have stepped up um, to, to take those guys' place. And like I said, Karan Blunt, we added him. He's a six-year guy, grad student, uh, that has his master's from Fayetteville State. Uh, he, he had a serious knee injury in 21 that kept him out of 22. Um, and, he, and he's been the anchor of our D-line here in 23 as a grad student. So we're really strong up front. We play fast. We play physical. Um, and it's really tough for opposing teams to try to move the ball on them.
1: You're the defending champs, uh, CIAA champs, played Virginia Union earlier in the season, got a, a – a field goal with six seconds remaining on the road in Richmond uh, to win that game. It, uh, is this the same or similar Virginia Union team now that you saw uh, back then, and that was, what, the fourth week of the season, and your th- cons- maybe some of the concerns you have about the Panthers?
5: Well, I, I'll tell you this, uh, Donald. Neither one of us are the same team that we were in week four. Um, and my major concern, you know, is number three. Uh, we're going to have to stop Jada Byers. They're doing some things differently with him, trying to figure out different ways to get in the ball in space. He's a great player in space, um, hard to tackle in space. Um, so that's our primary focus this week.
1: Again, the Broncos ranked number seven in the HBCU poll, a media poll that is, also a number three in the HBCU Division II coaches poll in his eighth season as the head football coach at Fayetteville State. is Richard Hayes. He joins us here. On Box to Row, Coach Hayes, we appreciate the time. Continued success to you and the Broncos. I
5: appreciate you, man. And any time, bro, you know I always love coming on your show and talking to you, bro.
1: Appreciate it, Coach Hayes. Coach Hayes and I go back to my time in athletic administration at North Carolina A&T when he was an assistant coach with the Aggies. Championship Saturday here on Box to Row. Up next, we're talking with Benedict, head football coach. Chanice Berry, after this small pause for the cause. Welcome to another edition of the HBCU Blitz, powered by box 2 I'm Donald Ware. First, let me take you to Columbus, Georgia, for the matchup, the Fountain City Classic between Albany State and Fort Valley State. The winner would have a great opportunity at playing in the SIAC championship game against Benedict. We're going to pick things up late in the second quarter, no score. Fort Valley State with possession. Durham back to pass on third down, flushed out to the left. Pumps, gonna throw it deep. Oh, Looking downfield, man. man wide open, and it's gonna be caught. Touchdown. 43 yard pass play, touchdown, Fort Valley State. And that's gonna be Corinthius Edmonds with the TD. And the Wildcats led seven to nothing at halftime in the fourth quarter. Albany State would get a one yard touchdown run by Jadon Sullivan with about four minutes remaining in the fourth to tie the game at seven apiece. Albany State would get another possession and when the fourth quarter tied at seven apiece. Albany State and Fort Valley battling in Columbus. Sullivan back to look like he Turn wanted it to pass the ball. Turn he's going to tuck it and Keep run. Running. He's at the five and he's going to get, get it in the end zone. Touchdown! Good Sullivan! From 11 yards out and the Golden Rams took the 13-7 lead the Wildcats with one more opportunity, moving the football down the field, and then this. It's fourth and the Albany State 39-yard line with 35 seconds to go here. Fort Valley ready to go here. Durham wants to pass on fourth down. Waits, 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 and it's going to be incomplete. That was my main man, Freddie Fresh Suttles, on the Albany State Sports Network. Albany State held on to defeat Fort Valley State 13-7 before a crowd of almost 19,000 in Columbus, Georgia. And Tuskegee's loss to Miles propels the Golden Rams into the SIAC championship game against Benedict in Atlanta on Saturday. To Richmond for the CIAA Northern Division Championship between Virginia State and Virginia Union. We're going to pick things up. Late in the second quarter, Virginia Union with the 14-7 lead. Virginia State driving. Fake by Davis. Back to throw. Has a man wide open. Throws in the end zone for Hunter. And he has it. It's a held ball. Who can it's a touchdown! touchdown? Touchdown, Virginia State. Hunter wound up in a 50-50 ball with a defensive back. Hunter won the wrestling match, and the Trojans back on the board from 34 yards out, and the Trojans pulled to within one on the ensuing extra point. Good snap, and this oh. one's blocked, and it's available for the Union return. It's picked up by Ephraim Moore. He's running wide left. Moore has a step far sideline. Moore may be gone. Moore's at the 40, 30, 20, 15, 10. He's crushed, and he tumbles in. And now the officials put their hands up, and it is a two-point defensive return. Raylan Manley with the return, and Virginia Union led 16-13 on the ensuing possession for Virginia Union, driving, looking to add more points. Reback back throw, lobs it in the end zone, and it's caught. Touchdown, Virginia Union. Ricky Key, wide open, back near
4: corner, right in front of the VSC band.
1: My man, John Emmett, on WVST. The Panthers would go on to defeat Virginia State 30-20, clinched the CIAA Northern Division, and a matchup with Fayetteville State in the CIAA Championship game. As a matter of fact, VUU head football coach Dr. Alvin Parker and Fayetteville State head football coach Richard Hayes, both will join us this weekend on Box to Row. Also, a preview of the SIAC championship game between Benedict and Albany State. Benedict head football coach, Chanice Berry, also going to join us this weekend on Box to Row. Box to Row, the radio show, airs weekly on radio stations across the country and Friday, 6 p.m., 5 Central, 3 Pacific Time on Sirius XM College Sports Radio Channel 84 and Saturdays, 9 a.m. Eastern, 8 Central, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on Sirius XM Channel 142. To find a radio station in your area that carries the program, visit BoxToRow.com. As mentioned, it is championship Saturday here on Box to And We're joined by a gentleman, as a matter of fact, in his third season as the head football coach at Benedict. The Tigers, a perfect 10-0 on the season, playing in the SIAC championship game on Saturday in Atlanta against Albany State. Chenis Barry, no stranger to the program, joins us here on Box to Rome. He's the head coach of the Tigers. What's going on, Coach Barry? Hey brother, how you doing today, man? Hope all is well. Everything is everything is good. I cannot com- complain. I'm, you know, it's a, it's a good day. It's it's championship Saturday and and, and I know it's got to be good for you guys. So, your thoughts, man. You guys are 10 and 0 on the season for the second straight year. Your thoughts in terms of how you're playing so far?
4: Well, you know, ultimately, man, to God be the glory, man. Anytime you can get an opportunity to to uh, you know, uh, finish your regular season uh, undefeated, man. That's special. But what we did that just by falling in love with the process, man. We we really I tell our guys at the beginning of the year uh, that don't focus on don't focus on the end goal. Don't focus on what's happening at the end. Just just lock in on now. No opportunity wasted. We use a bunch of acronyms around here, man, and the guys are really bought into that. Just focus on going one and zero every day. But we're still not done. We still have ball to play. Our regular season is over that season is over now we're looking at our mindset that it's a whole new season so every week is playoffs we have to be locked into the task at hand and that's just by going 1-0 and today and let days continue to stack up and stack up to weeks and weeks turn to months. then you look back at the end of the year
1: and you look like you had a pretty good pretty good season yeah i mean you don't feel like there's any game you mentioned 1-0 and 1-0 1-0 don't look ahead those type of things i mean You don't feel like there's a game that – because you can tell kids that. They're kids at the end of the day, 18- to 22-year-olds. I mean, you don't feel like there's any game that that may have happened, right? Well, that's that's why you have to do it. I I believe in this day and age, man, dealing with
4: Generation Z, man, you got to keep these guys focused. So our thing all year is stay humble and hungry. You got to stay focused to the task at hand. They have so much going on, so many things going on in their personal lives, with academics, with their families, their loved ones, and – you know, and you got to keep locked in. And our, our hashtag for the season was eyes on the prize. And the prize for us is bigger than football. You know, it's, it's bigger than football. It's about winning in the game of life, man. And I and I think, you know, our young men have bought into that. man. You If you asked any guys on our team throughout the year what our record was, nobody really ever talked about our record. They just focused on let's go one and over the day, Coach. So once you get your young men bought in, and you're right, they're 18 to 23, 24 years old. You better keep them focused and locked in and ready for the task at hand.
1: You know, I, I got one word for your defense. It's ridiculous. I mean, I look at these numbers. Like, okay, I've seen some. Real, I've seen some really good defenses over the years. You've seen, I've seen some really good numbers. But in 2023, when you're talking about holding opponents to only 209 yards uh, total offense per game, this is not five years ago. This is not seven years ago. This is 2023 when. Offenses are high powered. It's crazy. You've only given up nine touchdowns. Your thoughts. Just just talk to us about how well your defense is playing.
4: Very, very proud of those guys. And again, uh, we have a lot of unfinished business, but man, I tell you what, our defense is It starts with them. We have a lot of continuity in our defense staff, because I've had the same defense staff for a couple of years now, and they're hundred percent bought in. And then we're recruiting the right young men. And uh, it fits our program. We, We don't just always look for the best player. A lot of guys, you know, they go watch film and they get in this portal and they start doing all these different things in terms of recruiting and just think that they're getting the best player. No, we try to get the best fit who fits our defense, who fits our program, who will be a good ambassador to our program and, and matriculate eventually and get their degree. But the way our guys been playing led by my defensive coordinator, Coach O'Daffer, our whole entire defense staff done an amazing job with our guys. And it starts with getting them believers. Yes, we run a sound sound defense, but it starts with the big boys up front. The big boys up front, I'll tell you what, they, they're hard to block. I mean, we, we have to block them every day in practice. So, you know when, when you can when you can set the front and stop the run, and then our linebackers they do an excellent job of setting everything, making sure everybody's ready to rock and roll, and then our secondary special, you know so if you put that all together, when you look up when it's all said and done, you got
1: pretty good defense. No doubt about it that is the voice of chenis Berry he is in his third season as the head football coach at Benedict as he joins us here on. Box to wrote. I I really like what you said, uh. Because I mean, listen, everybody knows about Lubert Danilis. He's coming in to the season, but this, I mean, your kid Jaden uh, Broughton on the other side. I, I mentioned the word ridiculous. Twenty-one tackles for loss, eight and a half sacks. Speak to how he's playing so far this year.
4: Jaden Broughton, man, we call him JV. He's special. I mean, he's a he's a talented kid. I mean, he can. Not only is he an amazing pass rusher. He's great versus the run, and he's bought in. He's about 240, 250-pound young man, great grades, just a great young man from the state of South Carolina. He's from the Charleston area. You know, he's really, you know, been in our program for a while, and he understands what's expected. The expectations every day is extremely important. So, you know, JB's doing a great job. but not only J.B., Aaron Miller is special. Aaron Miller, number 15, he's another talented Individual man, and then we have a freshman that's been coming along as of late. He's got like six and a half sacks, several tackles for loss. I think Joshua Barker, number 97, out of the uh, metropolitan Atlanta area, and then big John Hannibal. Big John Hannibal, I mean, you talking about he hard to move, man. So, you know, you put the mixture of guys, you know, when you're talking about a whole line, it's never just one guy, it's the whole unit. And you know, obviously, we rotate about eight D linemen trying to keep those guys fresh. But to start with them big boys up front. If you can stop the run and you can
1: put pressure on people's quarterback, you got a very good chance of being good on defense. Speaking of up front, let's look at the other side of the football because, yes, we can talk about the running game. You're averaging 184 yards rushing. We can talk about your quarterback, Aeneas Dennis. I mean, he's been really, really good for you this year. But, I mean, that offensive line has enabled for those things to happen. You don't get sacked a lot. I think nine total sacks uh, on the season – um, speak to those guys and those guys in the trenches and the job that they do.
4: Proud of those guys, man. they really grown as a unit. When you talk about offensive line, man, you never talk about one individual. It's five working as one. And, uh, you know, those guys are really bought in. We lost three starters from last year, man. you talking about uh, we lost three pretty much all-conference guys last year, man, so – you know they had to jail, and it took some some time to jail, but you know our starting with our center, uh Mitch Roman, he does an awesome job and you know I, I think we have a left guard that's probably bona fide, you know he can start on a lot of uh f c s programs uh we call him big baby, but his name is Roger Smith, you know they kind of lead it all, but we have some other young men that really bought into what we're doing we probably play about eight. Eight offensive linemen on a rotation basis, but they play together as one. And and you can't have offense without O-line. You can't even spell offense without the O and O-line. So they're locked and loaded. And, uh, you know, every day, man, they work to put their hard hats on. And we got a little saying around here, man. You got a W-O-R-K, work, work. And you got to work every day. And uh, those young men come to work with their hard hat on every single day.
1: Janice Berry, the head football coach, at Benedict joins us here on the program. Do you like uh, Do you like the format in terms of now we've got out of the division play in the SIAC. It's the top two teams that have made it. The top two teams are there. Without a doubt, it was you. Albany State earned its way in. Do you like the new format? Oh, it's, it's
4: fine with me, man. You know, just,
1: my thing is, you know, just win the games on your
4: schedule, man. You know, and, and at the end, see who the top two teams are. But I think it's a pretty good deal. I, I've been in the MIAC. I've been in the SWAC, you know, where they have east and west and things of that nature. I've done the SIC. So, you know, ultimately, man, you know, you just got to win the games on your schedule because, you know, a lot of times you lose one, you got to wait on somebody else. Then you lose two, you're really watching people's schedules. But I tell our guys just control the moment. Don't worry about all that. If you do what you're supposed to do in the end, you'll get a chance to play for it all. So, you know, I I think that Commissioner Holliman has done a good job – and putting it all together but you know every week man it's like
1: championship game so it makes it makes the competition a whole lot better. Thoughts on Albany State and some of the challenges that the Golden Rams present? I'll tell you what
4: Quinn Gray's got those guys playing man they're playing with confidence they're playing fast uh, he's got them believing and that's half the battle man and you know Albany State traditionally man they, they've always been a powerhouse program man even back you know I played back in the early 90s in the SIC at Savannah State but you know, Albany State has always been been really, really good with good talent, and, and uh, you know it's no no different now, man. Those guys are playing hard. Uh, they play fast. They're good on offense. They're good on defense and special teams. So it ought to be fun this upcoming Saturday at Lakewood Stadium in Atlanta.
1: Last thought, Coach Berry, and we appreciate the time. Shane Beamer, the head coach at the University of South Carolina, shot it out. Uh, your program in a, I think it was, I don't, it was some kind of press conference. Buddy Pugh was on the at call the other day, talked about the fact that you all, you spoke at, I think it was a South Carolina state um, event. Just speak to this notoriety. You, you've built this program uh, at Benedict and the notoriety across the board that this program is receiving.
4: Well, it's always a blessing, man, when your peers notice what you're doing and you know, in the community and the people all across America, you know, senior you in and say continue to do what you're doing. You're doing a great job, but it's not about me, man. I have a great staff, man, great student body, man, that they're, they're locked in our players are locked in, man. But it's, it's great to put, you know, Benedict football, you know, on the map, you know, people talk about Benedict football uh, and, and it's always a beautiful thing because, you know, not only does that help our program, but the whole entire college, man, you know, you know, uh, getting people to uh, see Benedict College as a visible, uh, very respectful program institution where they can come get their education. Because ultimately, I tell our guys all the time, this game of football is going to end one day, and you better be ready for the game of life. So we can put a good product, or a good brand, Benedict College brand. Not just Benedict College football, but put a brand out there on a national level. I tell you what, that's great for the whole, the alumni, the fans, the student body, the administration. I tell you what, it takes a village to raise a child. And when you can do that, man, you're really building the whole entire campus community, Benedict College as a
1: whole. Chennis Berry, the head football coach at Benedict, joining us here on Box to Road. The Tigers are going to be in the SIAC championship game on Saturday in Atlanta, taking on Albany State. Coach Barry, as always, I appreciate the time. Continued success to you and the Tigers.
4: Hey, man, I really appreciate your support. Thanks for all you do, man. I'll tell you what, it's a great day to be a Tiger. Appreciate you, man. Go
1: Tigers. I mean, some of his answers makes you just want to go play for him, makes you want to run through a wall for him. I'm sure that's uh, how some of his players feel about him as well. And listen, I know he's focused on the task at hand against Albany State, but – right down the road from Columbia, South Carolina in Orangeburg. There is a job opening and would Chenisbury not be a prime candidate for that job? I mean, he's had all kinds of experiences. A and T Morgan state Howard Southern. As a matter of fact, he was part of that Southern team that won the SWAC championship back in 2013 when Dawson Odoms was the head football coach. Uh, i tell you what, that, that, uh, That would be something to think about in Orangeburg. It's championship weekend here on Box to Row. I'm Donald Ware. We've checked in with Chennis Berry. We've checked in with Richard Hayes. We've checked in with Dr. Alvin Parker. Up next, we're going to check in with Quinn Gray, the head football coach at Albany State. Don't move. More of Box to Row on the other side.
0: Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Call the low-cost airline travel hotline now for prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. We'll even save you money with cheap travel deals on hotels, rental cars, even complete travel packages. Call us first for the absolute cheapest prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. 800-303-3398. 800-303-3398. That's 800-303-3398. The others pretend you're listening to the only sports talk show in America that actually cares what you've got to say from the press box to press row. Here's your host, Donald Ware.
1: As mentioned, it is championship Saturday here on box to row. We're going to say hello. Our last guest, as a matter of fact, is the head football coach at Albany State. He's Quinn Gray, former National Football League player as well in his first season with the Golden Rams, who will be in Atlanta or who are in Atlanta, going to take on Benedict in the SIAC championship game? Quinn Gray, gracious enough to join us here on Box to Row. What's going on, Coach Gray? Not a whole lot, man. Speak to the season to this point. You're six and four on the season. You've won your last two ball games.
3: Well, it's a it's been a, a trying season for us, man. We've, we've had several trials and tribulations with different things that have happened within the program, from you know kids. Uh, losing parents, and friends, and loved ones to you know equipment not coming on time. So for us, man, it's it's been a, a, a very resilient season for us and our and our kids. And you know I I, I I commend our kids for the for the job they've done this season by just sticking to it. You know what I mean? And while we you know we, we we would hope to have had a a better record, it is what we earned. And what we've earned, we won't complain about, because at the end of the day, you know, you work for what you get. And uh, uh, we, we've been fortunate enough to work hard enough and, and earn a, a chance to go and win the SIAC championship, and that's all we could ask for.
1: No doubt about it, especially in your first year. I mean, you look at this team, you lose your first two games, but you lose to a playoff participant in Winget In the first game, a playoff participant from last year, you, look, you lose to a perennial power in Valdosta State. In the next game, only by five points. Then you go on a four-game winning streak. Can you speak to what may have been different and the tough schedule you had non-conference to start the season?
3: I think uh, just playing those two teams gave us an idea of where we were as a program. Um, obviously, uh, as a as a first-time head coach and you know a program that's just starting together, you 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 sometimes not you sometimes rather not play those caliber of teams because you try to at least get some wins under your belt to give some confidence to your kids, but here at Albany State, man, we're going to play the best competition that's going to give us the best chance to to measure our our ability to win a championship, whether that's just the AAC or the Division two National Championship, so playing those two teams sort of kind of was a measuring stick for us, and I think with uh, the Wingate game, you know, we sort of kind of went in there, uh, went behind the ears, and then we went back to work that next week and, and settled down and played a, a very good bout off the team, and and had a chance to win it there with 19 seconds left uh, and, and wasn't able to come out with the victory, unfortunately. But, you know, we, we sort of kind of put it back together uh, once we got into SIAC play and uh, was able to win some games uh, there and real off four in a row. So, and then Unfortunately, some injuries happened and, and uh, uh, we dropped two. We had to have a, a come-to-Jesus uh, moment uh, within the program because there were some things that were happening uh, going, going on in and around the program that, wasn't to my liking, and the staff's liking, and also some of the leaders' liking. So they wanted to call a team meeting, a uh, team-only and coaches meeting, and we sat down and ironed out some things. And, we, and in the long run, it helped us uh, get our minds back on the on the task at hand, and that's getting to the uh, SIAC championship.
1: And no doubt about it. That must have been a heck of a meeting because y- listen, you guys put it on Miles. You knocked Miles out, in essence of this race with that 48 to seven victory. And then you follow that up with the victory over Fort Valley state. And fortunately for you, Tuskegee loses, which propels you to the SIAC championship game. That must've been one heck of a meeting.
3: Man, listen, uh, these, these kids have, have just been wonderful. Um, I, I think, you know, we, we really, really buckled down and had a wonderful two weeks of practice with, with miles in Fort Valley. And, uh, you know, our kids, uh, once we had that meeting and they understood what the the standard was, obviously they understood before, but we sort of kind of got away from it on that uh, sort of a little bit during the season, and we had to reel that back in. And uh, our leaders noticed that, and we were able to get those guys back on the same page with their teammates. And you know, here we go. So uh, it was just unfortunate that Miles was the was the next team uh, on the schedule that uh, that that sort of kind of felt the wrath of, of the guys. Uh, when it came down to getting things back on track,
1: <laughs> they certainly did. Quinn Gray, the head football coach at Albany State, joins us here on the program. Let me take you back to last week, that Fountain City Classic, almost nineteen thousand there uh, in Columbus. Uh, you're down seven to nothing the majority of the football game. Can you a speak to scoring the touchdown with four oh nine remaining in the fourth, the touchdown with one twenty seven remaining in the fourth to take the lead, and then stopping. Uh, fort valley state as fort valley state was driving to try uh and at the at the minimum tie the football game
3: well you know our, our defense has been tremendous all season and the the way that they scored that touchdown uh with getting up out of a sack and then the quarterback sort of kind of hanging a hanging a ball up for anybody to catch and, his, and for, unfortunately for us his receiver came down with it because we were in the cover two cards and our safety has sort of kind of busted it so uh, you know, at the end of the day, at halftime, I told the guys, look, if that's the play that they're going to uh, score on, they can't beat us like that. Uh, and our kids believed that. And, and we went back out in the second half. Although we didn't have a whole bunch of success offensively, we, we were successful in moving the ball. Uh, but we just weren't as successful in, in terms of putting it in the end zone. Uh, we had some turnovers there in terms of interceptions and things like that. So, uh, you know, our, our, our offensive line – to me, Coach, let's just run the ball, let's do this, let's do that. And, uh, you know, for me, for my my team to come to me and tell me, Coach, let's do this, let's do that, you got to listen to them, guys up there that you trust. Uh, and, and that's what we sort of did. We made a change at the quarterback position and gave us a spark there to, uh, to pull out the win at the end.
1: Again, that's the voice of Quinn Gray. He is, excuse me, the head football coach uh, at Albany State. He's joining us here on the program. What are your – what are some of the concerns? When you look at this Benedict team, it's an undefeated team uh, on the season. What are some of the concerns you have uh, about the Tigers?
3: Well, you know, they're, they're a good football team. There's, there's no doubt about that. Uh, they, they, they do some things on defense very, very well. Um, they're not the number two or three defense in the in the uh, country for anything, for any reason. They're the number one in the SIAC. But, you know, at the end of the day, uh, we're going to try and take advantage of the things that we feel like we do well and maybe that they don't do so well. But uh, at the end of the day, they have a lot of strengths and not many weaknesses. So uh, we, we feel like uh, defensively we got a good handle on what they do and who they are. We we know who chenis Barry is. We know who he's been in terms of offense for the last several years. You know, uh, We've been playing against Channis since he was at Southern, myself and Coach Cash, who's my defensive coordinator. So at the end of the day, uh, we, we're very familiar with what they do offensively, uh, and it's just a matter of us offensively for us. Uh, handling what they do defensively and putting some points on the board.
1: Really, you were a really, really good quarterback at Florida A and I, I remember your time in the National Football League, specifically with the Jacksonville Jaguars. I believe I had you on the show. You know, during that time, Rasheen Mathis was was was, was a was a teammate of yours uh, also there in um, Jacksonville. How have you uh, been able to translate maybe some of your experiences as a player at Florida A and M as a player? overall and relate that to these players at albany state
3: i think it's just a matter of man uh, letting them know that you've been where they're trying to go you know what i mean you got kids that have dreams and aspirations of getting to the nfl you got kids that have dreams and aspirations of being a hall of famer at their schools and you know you try to give them the tools to do those things the 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 work ethic and, and things like that the attention to detail And all that good stuff, because that's what it takes to get to those places. Uh, uh, For me, it wouldn't have uh, been—I wouldn't have had the career that I had without, you know, my coaches and their tutelage. And that's all that we're trying to do here is give these kids everything that they need to be successful. Uh, Because all coaching is is trying is really taking kids where they can't take themselves, and that's what what we're hoping to do.
1: You know, didn't have a chance to catch up with you earlier in the season or prior to, you know, right after. Uh, you became the head football coach at Albany State. So what made uh, this job as the head man at a really good, uh, historically a really good program, the right job for you?
3: Uh, I think it's just a matter of timing, man. You know, I, I, got, I got a cold, hard belief in my Lord and Savior, man. And uh, I think, you know, he, would, he, he put me in places where he feels I should be. Um, I think the opportunity to be here with the tradition at Albany State and the, the rich history of coaches at Albany State uh, – puts me in a situation uh, that, that sets me up for success in the long run and as long as I do uh, good by these kids you know what I mean and, and make sure that we give them the experiences that, that they deserve because at the end of the day that's what it's all about um, you know the experiences for these kids while they're on your campus making sure uh, once they leave your your, your your program they're they're going out and, and talking positive about their experience at your program leaving with a degree if not two um, and, and just just being uh, a fan of, you you know, coming back and giving back to the guys uh, that once gave to them, you know, uh, at this program. So for me, this job was a was an easy decision for me to make once uh, it, it became my way.
1: And the last thought, Coach Gray, and we appreciate the time. Your thoughts on some of the reflections maybe that you had as a professional football player, maybe in the in the National Football League. But now you also uh, won. A a World Bowl uh, during your time in um, in NFL Europe.
3: Yeah, I did, man. I, I had a good time with that, man. And uh, to be honest with you, that that World Bowl in NFL Europe really is what uh, set my career uh, forward. Because uh, coming from FAMU and running a Gulf Coast offense, no huddle, uh, shotgun, ninety percent of the time, uh, you know, it was a different game in terms of the NFL under center. Uh, taking drops and things like that. So uh, going to NFL Europe uh, really is what saved my career and gave me the career that I had in terms of uh, uh, being able to to make it and and stay and stick and stay. Because you know NFL stands for not for long. So uh, NFL Europe really was uh, the 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 one thing that I think uh, propelled me to be in the NFL as long as I was.
1: Quinn Gray, the head football coach at Albany State, joining us here on the program as. Albany State in the SIAC championship game in Atlanta on Saturday, taking on Benedict. Coach Gray, appreciate the time. Good luck to you and the Golden Rams.
3: Hey, man, I appreciate you, man, and uh, look forward to seeing you again and talking to you again.
1: Quinn Gray, as the head football coach at Albany State, has had a really solid first season at Albany State and uh, really, again, lost the first two games, came back, won the next four, then some adversity hit, lost to Allen, lost to Edward Waters on that heartbreaker. Edward Waters had beaten also Tuskegee in a similar fashion. And to be able to bounce back, get the victory over Miles, and then end the season in that game, that Fountain City Classic, almost 19,000 in Columbus was huge. And uh, so it sets up the matchup. And again, as I've mentioned, I like the non-divisional action uh, in the SIAC and uh, it it enabled for Albany State to get in to take on Benedict. My time is about up. I thank you for yours. Thank you to Quinn Gray. Thank you to Richard Hayes. Thank you to Chenis Berry. Thank you to Dr. Alvin Parker for all joining us today here on the program. I've got my predictions, but you have to go to the Box to Row YouTube channel or com for the HBCU Football Daily Podcast as I give my predictions. And always remember to support those that support your box. road is produced by DW Communications.